Hey, Hillbase. Welcome back. Hello, hello. Welcome to Healing Uncuts, the podcast where we talk about the messy side of healing. Yes, yes, yes. This is episode number five. Mm-hmm. Why is episode five? Look at us. We're just knocking them out. I know. I'm like, and it's getting. I'm like, every time I'm feeling more comfortable, it's getting easier. I'm excited to do it. So, right. Like I was thinking about that today. I'm like, I'm so proud of us for actually like showing up mm-hmm. and like making it a thing. Like really coming together, forming a plan and actually like executing. I was like, okay, like go us. Like we really doing it. Doing so, it. Yes, that made me happy. Yes, was, um, how are you feeling today? Um, yeah. I know, like, I think um, what I'm feeling today like I feel excited. I mean, really, like I said, I just was just thinking about you know the fact that this is really a thing. Like we're actually keeping up with this, so it's like okay, like we like we really seriously committed. So that really made me like feel good. Um, that we like been keeping up and um, you know, been actually doing it. So I just kind of feel motivated just to just to keep it going. That that's pretty much where I'm at. Today, like right now. Right now, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I, I feel real motivated. Yes. How about you? I am feeling optimistic once again. Um, and mixed in with the optimism, it is. I do feel like um, critical. I guess so. I was looking at the wheel, and mm-hmm. um, I'm like, um. Uh, what is a word and critical was under mad and it's like I'm not mad but I am you know trying to keep myself accountable you know um so I am proud that we've been coming up and I'm like okay we've been doing this we've been committed we're making progress like you got to start doing this in other areas mm. and so I'm like optimistic of what's to come and just like, okay, just keep going, be accountable, keep showing up, like it's worth it. So I'm a, I guess kind of on teetering between those optimism and being critical of myself, like, okay, keep going. Like, but you right. gotta give yourself grace. I know that. I know. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm I'm definitely living by that. Definitely gotta give yourself grace i'm like you definitely been showing up online i'm like yes i'm so proud of you thank you so much i'll be nervous for real mm-hmm. especially like they're like oh you want to with that whatever the uh, algorithm algorithm is however you say it um you got to keep posting to stay mm-hmm. current i'm just like oh, how do I make this real? Like, how do I know when to add the words or is the music going to be right or should it be no music? It's just, you know, you get to overthinking. You were talking mm-hmm. right out of posting, so. <laughs> right. Or oh, just trying to be perfect. That's that's definitely my thing. Mm-hmm. Just 
trying to be perfect and it's hard to to just put stuff out there like you said it's, you're trying to figure out first of all what am I gonna say and it's like do I really want to say that like how transparent do I really want to be <laughs> you know what I mean and then yes yeah, trying to you know, stay in that algorithm and like, okay, what, what time am I supposed to post? Like, what hashtag am I supposed to have? So yeah, it's a lot. It's definitely a learning process. I'm at the point now where personally, I'm like, just stay consistent. Don't worry about being perfect. Put it out there. And then it's like, you might get caught up in like likes or like impressions. Like, okay, how many people saw it? How many people liked it? And I'm like, I just have to keep telling myself, like, that part is not important. Like, I'm just supposed to put it out there. And then God's going to do the rest. And then whoever, whenever they come to me, you know, to see the information, it's going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the bigger goal. So that kind of helps, you know, like to just to keep going, just to do it. Yeah. I hope that helps. It does. That's why I'll be texting you, like, I don't know what to say or how should I do it? It's like, so I like that we could bounce ideas off each other and just be like, oh, you posting. Okay, you getting back in it. Like, the encouragement, yeah. everything, it's been, it's been great. Thank you. Thank you. See, oh, it's good to have a support system, like good people mm -hmm. to kind of motivate you because you're not going to feel it all the time. And that's a fact. So just seeing it, it's like, okay, they're doing it. I'm not going to lie. Like, before I got to the point of really trying to be consistent and committing to being consistent, I used to look at Ashley like, dang, okay, she's doing it. She's doing it every day. Like, she's just supposed to buy her. I'm like, all right, all right. I'm like, okay. So that's like, that was definitely like motivating. So I'm like, just, just do it. And you'll get better with time. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's a fact. It is. Practice does. Yeah. it definitely makes perfect and I, I've been trying to tell my kids that but it's also like I gotta remind myself like the people that we see with all these nice pages and they got the whole aesthetic thing going on and they got the family thing and they matching and the and like the whole I'm like okay yeah like that's them this is me you know it'll happen like in time so it's like all right I'm gonna stay in my own lane and stay focused on myself so that's that's that. It's a journey. That's my thing. <laughs> I always say that. Everything is a journey for real. Yeah. You really because if you think like if you start looking at things and it's like, oh, it's like one and done, you're mm -hmm. gonna get discouraged. You're going to get discouraged and you're not gonna give yourself the opportunity to grow in like whatever you're trying, whatever you're trying to do. So you have to look I I truly believe that you have to look at it as if it is a journey. Absolutely. Like I've never ended a journey with ups and downs. Life. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So last week we talked about trauma bonds and what are the signs, like what it is. And, you know, so basically it's just a dysfunctional attachment between you know two people one is the one is more of an abuser you know and you're forming this bond with someone based on the need for attachment however the way it's forming it's becoming like uh it could become dangerous it's becoming um abusive and you know mental physical 
emotional. And today we're going to talk about what, uh, what is it? Recognizing the signs? Are we going into recognizing the signs? Or we're going to have to do the recognizing the signs like another time? Because I feel like that's, that's going to take a lot of time. We want to make sure that y'all really understand. We really want to go into detail on different signs. Um, so just to follow up for today, we were just going to talk about like how to to end the trauma bond. Like, okay. It's signs, how to end it. There we yeah, go. And, um, basically, like how to heal after. Right. You know, just to kind of give you some support. Um, and some things to look for, you know, when you get ready to do it, because you can't, you can't just end it abruptly. It's just not going to happen realistically, you know? Mm -hmm. So we just wanted to kind of give you some tips on that and definitely speaking from experience. And I'm like, I honestly think this is the, I think you should share your heel tail and then we can give them the tips just to put some context, context around it. So, okay. Um, Grace, tell us your heel tail. Girl, all right. So, you know, I've mentioned several times I definitely have been in a trauma bond. Um, I was like 10 years. That's a long time. Extremely long. And I, I think the craziest thing about it is like I didn't recognize that that's what it was when I was in it. It took me separating myself and like beginning to start the process of healing to recognize like that's what it was. Honestly, I had never even heard about it, you know, so it definitely took some like research. Like, I guess when I started my healing journey, the question was like, first of all, what was that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, how did I end up in, in, in that? Cause that's something that, like I never wanted and I was working really hard to like have like this perfect family. I want all my kids to be by the same man. Like that was always a goal. So I was like very strategic, you know, and like planning, you know, cause I like to be in control. So I'm like, yeah, like how did that happen? Like that, that wasn't it. Mm. And yeah. So, um, it, it was definitely a lot of ups and downs. Definitely very, similar to the textbook of what a trauma bond was. We started off really like best friends, which was so crazy, like how it just went like downhill mm -hmm. at the end. But like we were really close, probably too close, too similar. Um, over time, I definitely felt like we were extremely codependent on one another. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely didn't feel like my needs were being met and it felt like the other person's needs were definitely at the forefront. Um, and I think for me, like I was in a space to where I wasn't comfortable with who I was and the effects that trauma had on me. So like I just pretended to be another person, but it was kind of hard to keep that up because you know, when you go home, you can't pretend all the time. And home is like supposed to be a safe space. But yeah, that wasn't it. Not in a trauma bond. That was extremely hard. Um, what else was I gonna say about it? Um how did you get it to end? Like how did you it started with me going to therapy, honestly, and recognizing that that's what it was. Uh -huh. Um and 
starting to like form like a a relationship with God, like getting closer and understanding that, you know, he gives us second chances and he's going to give you the desires of your heart. And that's he is who I wanted. And he gave him to me. <laughs> so it took a while to like really um to get the sign, I guess, from him that I, that's what I was supposed to do. To my mind, I'm like, oh, like, no, I'm supposed to fix it, you know? And then parents don't always give the great advice because I definitely got, oh, that's, you married him. Like, girl, bye. Like, why would you ever say that to me? <laughs> it's like, my mom told me that she gave you bad advice. Like, no, ma'am. But yeah. So I think that's kind of like what started Um yeah and then God gave me the sign that I needed and it was just like oh now what because we're very much codependent so it's like how am I going to survive like on my own and we got kids now and then I don't know like if I leave like what's gonna happen so it's like okay my safety so like I had to really come up like with a plan like what does life look like after you know before it actually like happened and, you know, that's what the um, experts, the experts say. They were like, you know, the first thing is to plan, make a plan about what's going to come next. Like, are you going to be safe? Where are you going to be? So you, you was like, for you to be concerned about that and like thinking like how, uh, what's next? What does it look like? That's actually the first step. Like you need to make a plan. You need to make sure you're going to be safe um make sure you can get somewhere where you are comfortable enough not to go back it's uh-huh. it's so easy to continue to repeat the cycle because it's comfortable right you become comfortable in it um and the unknown is scary so it's just like you don't you but the, going back is just like that's not the best option. It feels safe. And then your brain is like, oh, I got to be with that person. Like, mm. it's like you're addicted to them. So you can't, it's hard to just cut it off. Yeah, but yeah. having a plan kind of helps. I, um, so the seeking therapy, you said, um, so really, so what I hear from your story is that it was something that you didn't like within yourself. Like you said, you didn't like the person you were becoming. And so that's what caused you to go to therapy? Yeah. Honestly, when I had my kids, because I knew I I had childhood trauma outside of this trauma bond, you know? So I'm like, I got to figure it out. Then my kids came and I'm like, oh. And then I started studying it for grad school so it was just like it was kind of like everywhere it was like it was no way that I could not start self-reflecting and coming more self-aware without it it was just like you don't have no other choice because it's like all around all around you yeah so it was just like you know going there and I'm like I can't one I can't I don't like the person that I'm becoming in this relationship in this marriage and I think whoever you are partnered up with, whoever you decide to marry, or if you're in a long-term relationship, like that space will definitely affect how 
you know, like, you know, the symptoms of your trauma show up. Is it like a safe space or is it not? Like, are you living in survival mode every day? Like, you always on edge. You always ready to fight. Because that was me. I was always ready to fight. Mm. Like, I see you and I'm just instantly triggered. Like, that's not a good space to live in. And it started to affect me. Like, that's why, like, during COVID was the worst. It was like the worst but the best because it definitely helped me realize. Like, it helped me realize so much, but it was like, it was hard, yeah. So it was like that stress, like I could like barely walk. Like it used to hurt like real bad. Like it used to feel like arthritis on my hands. I could like barely close my fingers up. And it was just like, what is happening to my body? Like I felt like my body was shutting down. And then it's around the same time, of course, my best friend passed. Mm-hmm. And this person who I was yoke with was not there for me and I was like honestly that was really before it got to the highest point of being like unsafe it was that it was like my best friend died you know how close this person is to me and I don't care what turns me on we beefing or whatever the case is like you know how much that person meant to me and you're not saying anything and it's people like I knew from back then that's hitting me up checking on me and not even on something like I want to give with you or I'm just no it's like oh I know how close this person was to you like are you doing okay blah blah, blah. and I'm like nigga you up you on this house and you ain't doing that you are not you will not be my husband I was dead serious <laughs> I'm like please sign these papers like I'm done no absolutely not but yeah, it's you definitely have little signs along the way. It just takes for you to like accept them and be ready. You gotta be ready. Yeah, and I was about to say. I think, I think we will continue to ignore. Like we see them, we see those flags, and they be like, <laughs> I "Thought it was a carnival." But we, until we're ready to accept it, we will ignore. We will ignore, we will bargain with ourselves, we will like dance around it, try to make it like, well, I think, like, I know it made me feel like this, but that's not what it really was. Like, it's okay, this, that, and the third. So, so, so far we have one, make a plan make a plan for the future and make sure you're safe. Make sure you are safe. If you have children, make sure your children, you and your children are going to be safe Uh, Two, definitely seek professional counsel. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, sometimes these situations, like you can be close with your friends, but sometimes you need an unbiased professional opinion Mm -hmm. in that self. And you need that counsel to help bring the self-awareness to you you know um three is positive uh self-care and positive coping strategies can you talk about that like how did you what were your positive coping strategies um of course so Ronnie started was COVID so um I ended up crafting that's honestly I brought all the stuff I was like you know world shut down everybody started businesses I'm like well I want to start this honestly I was in the process of like starting my business and getting the LLC already established before COVID actually like hit so I was like oh okay well shoot I was already doing anyway so you know I brought my machine started buying stuff 
sign up for tutorials and started learning how to use it. And instead of like when I was triggered, instead of reacting, because sometimes people will kind of use things against you or know how you're going to react, especially if they've been with you for so long. So they will try to get that out of you. Um, so I'm like, I had to learn, like, I can't allow people to trigger me, especially when they're trying to. So like, I'm gonna just craft. And I'm put my words on a shirt, which I started doing that. Um, or just like creating things. And I mean, it, it really, it really helps. I'm like, I've always been creative. So I was like, I have to kind of put this energy into something else to get my mind off of it. Um, it ain't nobody here but me and him. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah. So that's pretty much what I did. And then like visiting friends, I felt like I had to go on this tour of like, Hey, like the people I hadn't talked to in mad long, hadn't seen, hadn't like hung out with in like years. So I'm like, I'm back. Like, how are you? Like, catch it up. Like, you know, I'm back outside. So I was like, cause Dream was in the house. She was in the house. I'm like, what? I don't know nothing about what you're talking about. I'm like, I'm in the house. It was like I was locked up. Cause I'm like, I don't know what y'all was doing outside in the world, but I'm like ages behind y'all so I mean, that's what I did just try to be around people like that I know cared about me mm -hmm. um Major. Major. oh I cared about you okay <laughs> yeah I mean coping is not is not always gonna be positive I mean I can't even front like everything I did was positive but mm -hmm. you know it was definitely a mix it, it took some time to figure out like who was there because when we talk about support systems it is it's really so that they're going to change you know so it's like a time it's a lot of figuring out what works what doesn't work who's there for you who's not you know it's it's a lot it's a lot going on that is something I um I can say I truly struggled with is I think you know, you can have like friendships for years. And when I say years, like since middle school or since high school, mm -hmm. um, even, I mean, at this age, we've, um, we've been out of college 10, 12 years, right? I did, man. We have formed strong bonds with these people, with, you know, with different people. And so it hurts, I think, this could be, well, of course, it's got to be a conversation for another day. But I do think like when you come to a place and you're going through like your healing journey, everybody will not be able to go along with you. Everybody will not be able to pour positively into you. Um, some people want to keep you where they met you at. And it's just mm -hmm. like, yeah, she was drinking. She was partying all the time, doing this, that, and the third. And it's like, you know, now that I'm self-aware and I'm trying to grow up and glow up and heal, mm -hmm. I am, I'm not interested in doing those things no more. And you're going to find that your circle is going to change. Your support group is going to change and be very vigilant about who you put in your, who you allow to stay around you during that healing time, because it could be a hindrance or it could be a blessing. Mm-hmm. I think we're definitely going to have to come back on that support. Oh, yeah. 
Because I'm like, you also recognize like how you showed up in your relationships as well. That's like a huge part. You know, when you're healing, like you have to recognize like the role that you played. So it's like, was this person, was I pouring more into this situation than what they were actually pouring into me? You know, so it, it takes some time to kind of to figure figure out what's been happening. And you got to think about where you want to go. And like you said, everyone can't go. Everyone can't go. And so even while you're healing and you're grieving um, past trauma, you know, current like childhood trauma, past trauma, as an adult, you are also grieving the loss of those relationships. So mm-hmm. I, I think stay tuned because we we got lots to talk about <laughs> okay um and so what would jesus do mm. when we're talking about trauma bonds and we're talking about ending them and getting out i want to leave you with this verse it's second timothy 1 7 for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. And to me, that just means, um, you know, we are king's kids. We're heirs to the throne. He does not want you in a situation where you are being mentally, physically, emotionally abused. Mm-hmm. They give us a spirit of fear. And... Trauma bonds are uh, ingrated in fear. They are, mm-hmm. it's fear all through it. It's fear, fear to stay, fear to leave. You know what I'm saying? So if we know that that is something that's not of God, you know, you need to end it and you can get out and keep telling yourself that I, God has given me a spirit of power, a spirit of love and a sound mind you're not crazy you're not crazy okay he gonna send <laughs> but god gonna send you them signs okay he, he's going to send you the signs and when you are ready to accept you know that you have it within you to move forward and start your healing journey right you definitely get second chances and Maybe the- like 77 and more than that <laughs> like, it's okay you know so don't feel bad about it it's, he knew it was gonna happen that's the thing he's like he already knew because he created you he knew what you was gonna do mm-hmm. like, he knew you wanted him that's why he gave him to you so you could say okay right i i shouldn't have. i should have just waited till mm-hmm. you know i was ready to receive what you had from me but you had to go through it so you can understand so impatient and we be trying to do make the decisions on our own so mm. then we end up where we end up and it's just like oh god get me out get me out please but it is a testimony so it's like you know it is what it is yeah uh yes so thank you for joining us we love y'all healed days make sure you follow us at healing uncut podcast on all social platforms and you can follow me personally i am christina eaton also known as chrissy and i am dream and i am healed pretty on ig so yeah i hope you enjoyed listening to us today and we will be back
Bye, your babe. Keep healing out loud. Okay.